Welcome to the Hollow Sky Podcast listener experience episode of the week. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And happy Thursday, Hollow Cult. Only one more day to the weekend. Let's go. We are here to try to give you that final push to get through the work week. That sucks. We get yes. it. <laughs> yes, very much. But we're here for emotional support. For your emotional support cult leaders to get you through. That being said, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Come and hang out with us. Be part of the Hollow Cult. If you have a listener experience that you would like to be featured on this show in the future, Kyle has some info for you. Well, you can write your story out or record yourself. Shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can call or text the holophone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. You can mail us stuff, whatever you want, to Podcast P.O. Box 145, Fieldn, Illinois, 62031. All of this will be in the show notes for every episode that gets put out. Also, flood us with your stories so we can keep this little thing going. All of them. Yeah. Take the time out. Take a couple minutes. Relive that miserable experience. <laughs> or awesome experience. Or awesome experience. And then shoot it over at us, please. That way we can talk about it. And also do do very important work of logging it so it doesn't get lost to the ether. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to be a, be the mouthpiece for you all to get your stories out there. Because we know the stigma and the taboo behind experiencing something that is unexplainable. Because if we could explain it, then it wouldn't be unexplainable. This is true. Then we wouldn't exist. It'd be explainable. Yeah, it'd be. This is the way. It wouldn't be paranormal. It'd be normal. Yeah, we don't. We don't like that. No, there's nothing to talk about. But we'd go. We'd have to. We'd have. Man, we'd have to restructure our lives. Yeah. You you're my tell conversation us. would be way different. Yeah. Call in Holocult. Tell us what normal thing happened to you today. <laughs> Yay. I got some Cheetos out of the vending machine. As long as they were the jalapeno Cheetos, then they are fire. We can be friends. Yeah. But we're gonna dive right in. Because I love the way that this starts. Oh. Anytime we get an email that yes. starts like this. It's great. Well, now you got me excited, so you better deliver. Opening line. I wish to remain anonymous for several reasons. This is not my email. Okay, I'm sold. So double double layers of anonymity. I'm excited. They want us to keep it... Hush, hush. Anonymous, but then they also didn't trust us to keep it anonymous, (laughs) so they used a different email. (laughs) I do like that. I get it. Paranoia at its finest. <laughs> I get it. And I don't blame you. I'm, I'm I wouldn't trust us either. Exactly. And just because you're paranoid does not mean they're not out to get you. Oh, 100% agree. Just saying. 100% agree. Let's dive in. Let's do this. This will be two parts of one memory of that night and the second experience that returned later. Please excuse my punctuation. We can do that. I'll work. I'll work. Yeah, my punctuation sucks too, so. 
In 2011, I was working as an independent contractor, handyman stuff mostly, but I had a few big contracts going at the time. One night in June, I was up late playing video games, one of the Forzas, I believe. I'm a bit of a night owl, if you can't tell by the time this email is being sent. I'd shut the game off and was sitting in the quiet, dark living room, unwinding from the game and getting ready to go to bed. I'm unsure of the time, but I'm guessing around 2 a.m. or so. I started hearing this loud noise, like a single-engine aircraft landing on the house. Not unusual, as I live not far from the Bethalto Airport, It's common to hear during the day, but I've never heard it at night. I got up and went out on the porch to see if I could see anything. Nothing, or to see if I can see anything. Nothing. The noise was still loud, so I went back in the house, looking out the back door, and still nothing. No lights, no fiery plane, nothing. Disappointed, I went back inside. While taking a leak, I looked out the bathroom window. The noise was still there, and it was just as loud. I looked out my bedroom window and the noise was gone. There was a bright flash, the kind that consumes everything. I woke up a few hours later, screaming, drenched in sweat, and terrified. I climbed the wall at the head of the bed. Hyperventilating and dizzy, I was able to gather myself up and re-familiarize with my surroundings, that I was home and that I was safe. Still shaken, I went out of the living room to sit and calm down before returning to bed. I think this was about 4.30. I didn't even remember going into bed. Some years ago, I started trying to address my anxiety issues with meditation and practicing being bored. I started remembering something that I was led by a being that looked like a regular human, only taller features and that were more profound. Only taller and with features more profound. I want to say he had an aura around him, but I may just be assigning attributes due to the nature. I was sat in a room, no sense of danger or fear. It was white with these bench style seats along huge windows you could see out of absolutely memorizing. I was told to, I think they meant mesmerizing, absolutely mesmerizing. I was told to wait. I'm unsure if I was actually being spoken to or if I was communicated with telepathically as I wasn't really paying attention to the person, quote unquote, the door closed and I sat down. There was a table with a pitcher of, I'm guessing, water and a glass I didn't drink it. The room was plain, like a plastic interior, possibly ceramic or some foreign material, I'm not sure. Another man entered the room dressed in a white robe of sort. The sort of, or a white robe sort of thing. Not a robe, kind of like a Roman style of dress, I guess. He spoke to me, assured me that I was okay, and that he had something to tell us. There are five entities from different galaxies and universes. There's a lot more out there, but only five active on our planet. Our planet is protected, but under influence. These beings, which were our gods at one point, and our creators, he referred to them as the Nephilim, though he was searching for a term that I was familiar with. He was with all the others, the reptilians, the greys, an observer species, which we have no name for, and the greens. He told me the greys and the greens are the same species and that is not their real bodies, more of a uniform, and that they are employed by other entities basically as a go-between to come here and examine us, our fauna, and our animals. And they could be employed by any different civilization at any given time. The observers do just that. They are to ensure the controlling species don't get carried away, I guess. The reptilians are directly, directly, wow, directly influencing us, as are the Nephilim. 
They all have other names, but he told me I wouldn't be able to understand because they are not our language and beyond our understanding as a species. The reptilians are apparently in charge currently. We can resist them and remove them from power, but it's up to us to recognize this control and do so ourselves. They cannot and will not help us aside from influencing some humans to be the best that they can. Influencing some humans the best they can. Both are benevolent in that way, or in that they don't want to exterminate us or destroy our planet. More of a chess game, or maybe even like a zoo scenario. Much more complicated than we can grasp. His message is slash was this. We are on a course of self-destruction. Not through global climate change, as the Earth will simply shake us off at its will. Our population, however, is on the verge of a massive decrease. We are poisoning ourselves at a level which they claim to have never seen. In few words, he essentially told me that we are curing ourselves to death, too many treatments, too many pills, etc., etc. Our understanding of medical science, our body, is being suppressed to the remedial version. He told me that our scientists do have the knowledge to basically fix our bodies and remove any ailment or disease, but our governments keep it from us. This isn't to appease the reptilian overlords. He thought that idea kind of silly, but to control the population for themselves. Then he gave me a warning and told me to do with it what I will. Our pursuit for the stars and other planets is putting us at risk of the attention from outside entities, ones they are unsure would be understanding or even cared that we are to be preserved. We are not advanced enough in our rudimentary practice of just kind of lobbing metal into space on a best-guess scenario will not sit well with these other entities, even those that would generally not be a threat. We have a long way to go before we should be reaching for other planets. Some would find us as a plague and wish to stop the spread. We are violent and dumb and consistently trying to destroy ourselves, which they have not allowed, and as of this message, will not allow us to. And we have tried several times. He told me of a bomb that was constructed in South America in the 60s that would have set off a reaction that would have had global consequences had it not been disarmed under our understanding of these things. It would have been disarmed. Our understanding of these things is so backwards that they were certain we could never correct and not be able to reproduce again. Our mathematics, our physics are all missing key things that we have not yet discovered. He told me there were others with the same message, but people have trouble remembering the encounter and that some are simply afraid to come forward. So they tell people when they find the opportunity in hopes that someone comes forward. It was a very calm conversation. He made me feel comfortable. And again, there was no sense of danger at all. And that's it. That's my story. I paraphrased, of course, my memory isn't that good. And I'm certain I've lost a lot of meaning and a lot of the conversation itself. Love the podcast. Love that you're local. Keep doing what you do. Whew. Anonymous. That's a heater there, boys. <sighs> Bro. I caught that he was local, too. Yeah, when he said Bethalto Airport, I was yep. like... Yep, 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 so yep. 2011. I'm trying to remember if I remember anything weird in 2011. I don't, but... Very interesting information, to say the least. Yeah. There's a lot in this email that we have. I would have probably been merchandising the schnooks there in Bethalto in 2011. I have no idea where I would have been. Probably roughly around the same same thing, but um, man, it's uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense. Because oh, no. it does. It definitely does. 
Um, it makes me interested into looking into this bomb in South America to yeah, see see about the validity of that. Uh, I and me and Steve have talked about it time and time again that we are rather stupid for putting ourselves on the map for other entities to find. Yep. Yep. It's it's it, and I also like the the phrasing with the the race that we have no name for. They're the observers, essentially. Yeah, That's the fucking watchers. creepy. The watchers. The watchers, I know. The watchers. <laughs> they just keep popping up. Everything we do, it's the watchers. It's weird. And I appreciate um the way you wrote it. Because a lot of people are going to hear that word Nephilim and go a specific route. Oh, yeah. But as you described, this is what this is the only way he knew how to explain it to us is by calling it the Nephilim. Because that's a way that our minds are capable of understanding and literally anything else is beyond our comprehension slash not even in our language. So there's, this is like the closest that they can get. So it doesn't necessarily mean it is the Nephilim. Yeah. He said, he said it was the same with all the others as well. Like the reptilians and the grays. Right. These are just terms that, that we know of and can understand. Yeah. Terms that we have uh, a connection with, you know what I mean? Yes. We can put it together in our brains. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely fucking strange. I almost want to read it again. It's a lot. Like, there's a lot of information in there, man. Yeah. Because. And I just like I, like once again, thank you for writing it with the amount of detail you did. Yes. Because I literally picture, essentially, me or Steve or someone of our stature and understanding, sitting in this room with this person, having a fucking conversation like this. Like, because you you talk about playing video games. Well, I still play video games. Steve still plays video games. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I just feel like it's very relatable. I wish, honest to God, I wish that uh, he would call in and we could talk about it. <laughs> really? I yeah. Know, I know that you want to be kept anonymous, and I know this is, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot for us to take in. Hearing the experience, I can't imagine having that like that's a huge responsibility having that put on you oh absolutely you know and especially when they said they're here to get the message out as much as possible but nobody remembers it which is bizarre it's almost like the the act of for lack of a better term abduction is so traumatizing that people just block it out yeah like our consciousness just says nope not dealing with that right now not dealing with these guys right now yeah, and there could be a million reasons for that too. I mean, it could, there could be theoretically reptilian things put in effect to to cease this. I mean, because obviously, if these quote unquote reptilians are our overlords for the time being, and that they these these observers, whomever they are, they're just it's weird because they're just letting us play out. Yeah, like they're they're like, hey. If you decide to shit stomp the reptilians, we're cool with that. They just but don't you want guys got you guys got to figure it out on your own, which I can also appreciate. I really can. I I just wish that like if I if me or Steve was having that conversation, like I would be extremely interested in 
uh, how we have the ability to completely heal any of our ailments. And I'd be like, no, 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 you can't just, you just can't stop there. Like you're going <laughs> to have to give me some meat to this. Cause it, like, I don't give a shit about what are these, these grays and these greens. Let's, let's go down this road for a minute. And I want to figure this shit out, you know, cause this is super important for the betterment of all mankind. You, you talk about, but then again, they can only influence. They're not, yeah. they're not off. And it's so fucking weird because like we talked about, I think it was on the night shift. Was it on the night shift? We talked about uh, Constantine and how he was able. He sees these. They're in the in the movie. They're halflings. They're you know, they're angels and demons, and they can't. They're not supposed to directly influence or directly interact with the the humans. They can only influence. Yeah. yeah. And it's just weird that it's put in that same context of you explaining this from that 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 entity which is it's it's weird in the grand scale because you hear this iteration of story in different stories how there are these factors each side is able to influence but nobody can directly cross this line for us to i guess essentially find our path in life and it's just weird that you hear so many different iterations, almost like there's a little bit of fire to the smoke. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it could fall right back in to it's this same species. Whatever whatever this main one was, it was putting the message out, passing it to people, but people only rem- remembering little snippets of it. So you get yeah. these tiny little yeah. portions. Yep. From people that as we're reading this, we're like, oh, we've heard this here. We've heard this here. Right. We've heard this over here. Well, that could, yeah, to your point, that could, that could, that could have turned into the writers. Um, it could have hit on a creative note and him be like, man, I got this really good idea to write for Constantine. Like how he can see these halflings. Like there was a fragment of that conversation that was stuck in his brain, but it sparked a whole different story. Time, You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I do like that. I like that. Um, and then, like like you said, some people are just flat out scared to come forward. Yeah. So my question to you would be, and feel free to answer or not, but have you ever come forward prior this? Have you tried spreading that message before? And what made you decide to now? Yeah, good good question. Because, I mean, you this experience happened almost 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, another thing I like that he talked about the grays. I wish there was more uh, description behind the greens because we all know what a gray is. Yeah. But he said that they're they're more of a uniform. It's not their real bodies, which you hear a lot about the grays not being like, an actual like what we think of as a biological entity. Right. I was just going diving down the story of these uh, U.S. soldiers in Vietnam that got into a firefight with a essentially a craft full of grays. And the soldiers said that their bodies were almost impenetrable to bullets. Oh, that's they scary. Said the only way that these things could be put down were headshots. Because they said that's they weird. would shoot it in the body and they would not die. That's weird. I was hoping you were going to say swords. Well, how did old boy... He was hacking heads off, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because he stated his gun wouldn't work on it. So yeah, it's, it's weird. It is weird. It's weird that things link up. Man, this was a heater, bro. I don't. And it does. It touches on, it touches on certain things that you have heard before, to a certain extent, um, from other people with these warnings that they're sending us. Uh, the the healing aspect is kind of a new one, but it makes sense in the time that we're in. Every every t- two weeks now, you hear it of some other big bad disease that's coming across the the world. So, I mean, there there's probably fire to that smoke as well. Uh, like Kyle had touched on, dude, don't we are nowhere near prepared to be be lobbing giant hey hey here we are messages yeah. into the unknown because old boy said there's only five species on our planet and he said there's some out there you don't want knowing that you're here well it's also crazy to sit and think that there are i don't even know how to go about explaining this properly but like different and i get it in the grand scheme of things it's like you know, uh, places on our planet, but like there's set there's there's these set rules, like because it whoever's talking to him says there are other entities out there that may not give a shit that you're you're protected, yeah, and come and just basically yeah. whip our ass. So my my question is is like, on what scale are we protected? Like, you know, I kind of envision it like countries. Like the the different galaxies yeah. and whatnot. So like, why do the reptilians and the grays and the greens and whatever else? Why do they have to follow these set of rules for this location? Is it because they're they're locked to our planet, galaxy, solar system, whatever the fuck it is? You know, I was thinking about that too. Like, what what does that entail? There's, he said there are five entities from different galaxies universes there's a lot more out there but only five active on our planet our planet is protected but under influence these beings which were our gods at one point and our creators he referred to them as nephilim that's fucking he was searching for a term that i was familiar with yeah see i even like my brain didn't even fully process that like i didn't realize that I, i guess because like he's telling the story of two people so I didn't even fully process the first time that the entities that he's talking about were at one point our gods. Yeah, like I thought he meant them. I thought he meant it was the being that he was talking to it was their gods. Hmm. I'm not, you These know what I mean? I got confused. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. These beings, which were our gods, at one point. I think he's talking about human. That's kind of what. Yeah, yeah, like when the when he read it again, that's kind of where my brain fell. And as well. our creators. It's fucking, it's, it's heavy. Cause it makes you, it also makes you think of the, uh, Anunnaki and like that creation story. And, and it, I don't know, it all, it, it has these, like you said, these familiar puzzle pieces that click around. Yeah. Dude. And it's, it's so crazy to think that this happened not far from where you and me live. Yeah. And, and all these things makes like, they make sense when you take into, uh, take into consideration these other uh, experiences we've come across. Like he talks about the grays and the greens being here 
to just examine our fauna and or fauna and flora, flora and fauna. You hear so many the investigative tropes of yeah, where they're just out like like collecting bees or yeah, looking like, at flowers. What is this? Scraping bark off of trees and I'm shit. I'm gonna take this with me. Yeah. It is fucking weird, man. It's it's absolutely insane. It's so weird that they like they really do some of these species, not all, but some of them really do treat our planet like a fucking zoo. Yeah. And you'd think like how many damn cows do you need to abduct before you know what the fuck a cow is? Oh, right. Well, if they're getting employed by any different entity in the Oh, cosmos. Shit. Yeah, I didn't even think about They're that. They're like, man, we gotta go on another cow run. Yeah. This cow smell like shit. Right. That actually makes sense. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting here reading through it. I'm it like, fucking really does. Because <laughs> I never thought about it like that. I've never thought like these guys are like the the uh, like the janitors of the galaxy yeah. where you're like, hey, you, I need we this. Need I need this. Go now. And they're like, gosh, damn it. And then they get in their little ship and they fly over and they do what they got to do. The observers do just that. They're and those are the ins- actual unnamed ones, right? Yeah. They're to ensure the controlling species don't get carried away. Which at, w- at what point is it the, the actual reptilians are the ones in control? He said the reptilians are directly, directly influencing us as are the Nephilim. So those two are the ones that have pull on humanity. Which means they are in cahoots with the upper echelons well, the, of humanity. Uh, probably. Probably. Because and the observers, which I'm assuming are probably a tier higher, are here to make sure that it doesn't get too out of hand. Right. Because for the I think this is the most important question of the night. They are here to ensure all of that in our protection. Why? What justifies our protection? Soul harvesting. Right? Because it could be a, a completely nefarious ends to a mean or means to an end. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they could be protecting us like livestock. Like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah. Back off. Or it could be for something. Maybe we're meant for something more. You know, maybe maybe we're meant for more. But the more you think about it and process it, the more you have to wonder if this is true. I feel more like a science experiment than anything <laughs> positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I feel like they're. It's like watching fungus grow or something. Like it's yeah. just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They all. That's have- me. They all have other names, but he told me I wouldn't be able to understand because they are not my language and beyond our understanding as a species. The reptilians are apparently in charge currently. We can resist them and remove them from power, but it's us up to us to recognize this control and do so ourselves. They cannot and will not help us aside from influencing some humans the best they can. Both are benevolent in that they don't want to exterminate us or destroy our planet. That's another thing. What makes more like a chest. where's the picking process for each each individual? You know, why do you, who gets picked and why? That's a, that's a great question that needs to be fucking answered. Um, so the Nephilim and the reptilian, dude. It's it's exactly like the 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 Anunnaki. They're like, um, 
God, where the hell did I hear that? It's almost like old Sumerian where you have well, it's probably been, Nephilim it probably and, has been around yeah. for generations if if what this guy's saying is true. Yeah, you have the 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 tier that's like above ground and the tier that's below ground and it's the Nephilim and the reptilian and they're constantly battling for influence over humanity which in like if you put a Christianity context to it you have angels and demons good and evil battling yeah, for right. the Influence over humanity. Right. And it, it brings up a valid point of things that we have brought up time and time again of how different cultures throughout the world, um, our understanding, even with like, I think we even bring it up with the blood so stuff, like how our understanding is finite in this way of like what I might call a gray, you might call a demon, however, there are it's literally the same. Yeah. We just have different descriptive descriptive things for them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so and I know Ed Ed has brought it up several times with us. And that's what a lot of us need to take away from this at the very least is that you need to pay more attention to the precise descriptive factors of these beings versus the names of these beings. You know what I mean? Because I think this and a lot of our other research that we've done, it, it, it just proves that the names don't always mean that it is this. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot that gets lost in translation because we always focus on the shortcut version of the story versus the important descriptive details of each encounter. Yeah. And that yeah. that probably leads to why me and Steve love these really in in depth submissions because it allows us to fully process and live it and see it for for what it is. And like I've like I've said before, and I know I know Steve's touched on it too. That's also why it's important because you, even as an experiencer, might miss this little subtle thing that you think is insignificant or you just don't even think about it. But then somebody else hears it and goes, holy shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that 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 goes for me and Steve as well. When we're telling our personal stories, or like it's really, really important to try to remember as much as you possibly can and not be afraid. If you're gonna tell the story, tell the story. Yep. That's my opinion. Yep. But damn, that was good. Yeah, it's so, that was good. They have to be getting some they have to be getting something from us. Which is why they're they're preserving us essentially. Yes, you know what I mean. It could be it could be nothing more than just sheer entertainment of watching these low level beings being human exist. Oh yeah, like playing a game of The Sims. Yeah, you know, or it could be something massive, where you know they they are putting time and energy into essentially our preservation because you have observers that are watching. To make sure that the Nephilim and the Reptilians don't go in and f- fuck shit up beyond repair. Right. So something about humans catches the eye of higher tier entities. <laughs> Which is terrifying. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad either, so don't don't get hey, that twisted. But humans it, are lame. It's scary. It's scary that something that high would take such great interest in us. And that, I hope it's because they see greatness in us, but... 
And the observers are like, hey, sit down there and shut up. Yeah. Because there are bigger, badder things out there. Get down. Yeah. There are bigger, badder things out there that are going to hear you. And then us, you know, you like, like you worship us as gods. We are the observers. Right. We're not going to be able to stop. Right. These other things. Yeah. Which really sucks. Yeah, that's an important note that probably gets overlooked very often. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the entities that we worship as gods are like, shh. You need to be quiet because we can't help you. Yeah. When they come knocking, we're just going to open the door. <laughs> but, Anonymous, that was a heater. That was good. Thank you for sharing that. I'm really. going to read it again when I get time because, Damn. And open invitation, if you would like to call 100% anonymously, we might be able to mask your voice or something. I don't no, know I if can, that's possible. I can do it. Kyle can make you sound like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Maybe not that good, but... Kyle we'll, can't make you sound we'll, like Snoop Dogg. We can figure something out. But I would love to hear it, like, from directly from you. Because I don't do anybody any justice reading their stories on here, and I apologize if I butcher things, but... I'm not that good at reading, yeah, you know? It is what it is. And it would, I would love to be able to ask you questions and, like, because all me and Kyle can do right now is just kind of spitball what we think f- from the context that you gave us. Yeah. I would love to be able to ask you questions on the fly and kind of, like, hear your take from the experience, I guess. But, again, thank you so much, Anonymous. Uh, it's dope that you're local. I feel like we don't have that many local listeners for some reason. No, we don't. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange. Illinois is not even the top downloaded state. <laughs> it's not even the top two. It might be in the top three, but yeah, I don't know. We need some more local love. Come on. Big facts. Get it. That being said, check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Reddit, TikTok. Did I forget that? Maybe... Search up the Hollow Sky podcast. Come be part of the Hollow Cult. You know the deal. Until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird. And the Acacia Strain tried to warn us a couple years ago that our only sin was giving them names. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.